Welcome back to another episode of Pace the Nation, episode 177. Coming to you live on tape delay from one of the neighborhoods in Arlington, Virginia, Clarendon. We have a really special treat for our listeners today, no Chris Farley. Isn't that a treat? Let's hold for applause. <laughs> and to my right, who you just heard is Tess Strike. Hi, everyone. Tess, tell everyone how freaking cold it is today. It is actually delightful. It's a balmy 42. Tell everybody how freaking cold it was yesterday. Uh, a nice balmy 41. No, yesterday was very, very cold. It You're was? wrong. Yes. Really? Yeah, I was outside all day yesterday. I ran in a, a light jacket yesterday, so for me, it felt warm. Yeah, I think I ran in a jacket as well, and I think I also felt like I was overdressed. Yeah. Tess, do you know the secret to how you dress in cold weather? Layers. When you run? Yeah, but what do you want to do? This is this is our pace nation tip. We have one cold weather tip. I break it down into three categories. You have your base layer, you have your warm layer, and you have your external shield. But that's not the pace nation tip. No, what's the pace nation tip? tip is you want to be cold in that first mile. Yeah, because your body will warm up. Yeah, you're gonna warm up like what ten degrees is the estimate. Well, we don't do the science. We leave that to the scientists. <laughs> we just do the advice, the yeah. unsolicited advice. You want to be a little little chilly. So we don't have Chris. Chris is enjoying really nice weather, I assume, although I hope that it's miserable, right? I mean, there's a possibility it could be monsoon season and a ton of rain where he is right now. Yeah. He is in an undisclosed location, even though he told everybody last week he was going to Hawaii. He's in a bunker. Yeah. And he is doing something against our advice. He took two small children on a nice vacation. On a very long airline trip. On a very long airline trip. And everybody, I'm sure we're going to hear about this next week when he gets back. Uh, but since he's not here, let's stop talking about Chris. We do want to talk about the weather today. We want to talk about the Army-Navy football game. We have a big announcement. We have a small announcement, local races, and I'm sure some other stuff's going to come up. We also have a special guest today, Elise Brainer. Yeah. Uh, she's going to join us later on the show. Uh, but before that, let's talk more about the weather. Yeah, can we talk about how North Carolina, where I went to school, got a foot of snow this past weekend and we got nothing? And I feel like we got cheated. No, we can't talk about that. No. So I, I went down to Charlottesville this weekend on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And when I left, there was no snow. And we were about 20, 25 minutes outside of the, the Charlottesville. And the snow, f snow started coming down a little bit, like just a little flurry, whatever. Yeah. And I was excited. I was like, oh, cool. We're going to get snow. And I thinking the whole time that we were going to get snow at home, that, mm -hmm. like this was going to come hit us at home. And well, so I was excited about Charlottesville that. Charlottesville and not us. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. So we parked the car. And by the time we parked the car in town, there's a layer of snow everywhere. So we go to the bar and one of my friends and I, we ran out to the rotunda, to the lawn, took mm -hmm. some pictures because if you're there and it's snowing, you have to take some pictures. We would go in and we have a meal and then we head off to the basketball game. By the time we go to the basketball game, it's coming down really hard and really accumulating. And I am just thrilled. I am excited. I'm so pumped because it's awesome. Snow is the best. We go into the basketball game. It's three quarters of the game terrible makes me it reminded me why i don't like to go watch uva sports <laughs> and go all the way out of my way to go watch uva sports but somehow the terrible refereeing that had happened all game long they made a horrible call in our favor turn the tides we win the game easy and then we go outside and it's just 
there's just like a foot of snow. It's just so much snow. And it's a freaking blizzard. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't drive, so I was like thrilled. But my friend who drove was stressed out to the max. Uh, and we get in the car and we drive home. You drove back that night? We drove back into that mess, yeah. I, I could have stayed, but uh, my other friends, they all have families and, and uh, jobs and stuff like that. I have none of the above, so I could do whatever I want. <laughs> but we went back and there was a point where there was zero visibility. Mm-hmm. And I know people say that, but there was absolutely no visibility. And you're just like closing your eyes and hoping you're on the road. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was it was really bad. There Why was didn't you just big stay? Snowf- it wasn't an option. But the point is that on this drive home, there was so much snow on the road, so much snow coming down that you couldn't see. And then when we get to 66, there's nothing. There's no precipitation. There's nothing fell on the ground. There's no snow. There's, it's not snowing. There was never any snow. There's not going to be any snow. No, I think we got cheated. I'm super disappointed we did. by it. I saw three snowplows drive past my house and there was nothing. Oh, but they were just charging the overtime. Yeah. Because they got called, so they're going to burn the gas. Well, they're also towing some leaf blowing, so I feel like they were doubling down on whatever was going to happen this week. They that's actually pretty good business right there. Yeah. Uh especially in this area if you if you rely 100% solely on uh the snow then your business is probably going to go belly up and then when the snow comes there will be no businesses to to shovel us out of that. So being able to do leaf collection and then maybe they should sell like umbrellas some kind when of pool rains, service for the summer and a pool service and they yeah they should be pool service exactly that covers all four all four seasons and then they'll stay in business and then we'll have clear roads yeah mm-hmm. i'm not sure how service. we got there but uh <laughs> anybody wants to borrow that idea feel free just tell them pace the nation sent you but yeah it, it bottom line is tess we got absolutely ripped off yeah 100 percent. why why don't we have snow i can't tell you they it's should fire the weatherman. <laughs> Do you like running in the snow? Like I love when it. it snows? I love it completely. Yeah. Me too. I like everything in the snow. I just don't like it being cold. Yeah. With no purpose. I think if my hands are cold, I'm upset. If anything else is cold, I'm okay. But if my hands are cold, I'm a diva. Okay. Well, that's a really weird thing to confess. <laughs> uh, I just think that if it's going to be cold, there needs to be a purpose to that cold. Mm-hmm. And if that cold is to keep the snow on the ground and keep the snow on the trees, then it's fine. Then I'm fine with it. But if the cold is just there, there's no purpose to it. I don't like it. It's not fun. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, glad we glad we resolved that. Uh, that was pretty important. Um, should we make it about running too? No? Dogs? Do dogs like snow? Yeah, my dog loves snow. You know who does love snow? My brother got a cat this fall. Oh, we don't talk about cats. Not on at show. all. Nothing. No. Not cats even if you are, put him in a harness. Cats are a big thumbs down. He walked there in the snow. What's that? He walked the cat in the snow. He walked the cat in the snow. Yeah, he put her in the little little collar and harness. Mm-hmm. But I still have to give a big thumbs down to 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 uh, cats. In general. Mm-hmm. All cats. All cats. Yeah, big thumbs down. Man, you're missing out. Nope. Not. They try to kill me. No. Yeah, because I'm allergic to them. Okay, I'm allergic to them too, but that doesn't mean I 
mm-hmm. discriminate against them as a species. No, no, no. It's not a discrimination. It's uh, just big thumbs down to them. This is a, a you have to pick a side. Much like we're going to talk about the Army Navy game later, where you, you either support Army or you support you Navy. You have to pick a side. I don't have a side. You have to pick a side. Dogs, cats and dogs. And Pace the Nation is on the record. This is a dog podcast for dog lovers and friends of dogs. What's your side in Army Navy? Well, that's a topic for after our guest, who is Elise Brainer, who, incidentally, we actually tried to get onto Pace the Nation once already. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I think when the show shut down in August, mm-hmm. because we had zero hosts, Charlie Ban and Carrie Allen brought Elise in and tried to interview her. But rather than produce a show, all they really did was up my worth in the next negotiation I have uh, with Chris because they couldn't get the equipment to work. (laughs) So um, unfortunately, she came in and I think they got things set up, but the recording didn't work and things didn't work out. So uh, she was really cool about coming back. I would have written the show off completely. Yeah, no. So, So we're lucky to have her back. But she is a fun run coordinator uh, for Pacers, and she coordinates the runs out of uh, the 14th Street location in D.C. Which is a great group, for the record. They get a ton of people out there, and there's some fun runs out there. Yeah, it's it's a huge group, and it's a great community. We're going to talk to her about that community and building communities and what she does with Pacers. And then we're also going to talk to her about uh, some other things outside of that. So it should be a fun interview. Yeah, for sure. And, and she's a, a whiskey aficionado. That's two in a row. Yeah. Well, let's let's get to that. Uh, we're excited to bring in next Elise Brainin on Pace the Nation. Cue the music. I don't know. All right, welcome back to the show. We're here with our guest Elise Brainer. Elise, welcome to the show. Welcome to Pace the Nation. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be a guest. And uh, we were talking about this before you came on. This is actually not your first time trying to be on Pace the Nation, is it? It's not, but uh, <laughs> I had a trial run, so feeling comfortable, feeling good about this one. <laughs> the trial. Up, off the bench. Uh, so I, I know that we really want to talk about a lot of running stuff, and we want to talk about a lot of the volunteer work yeah. that you do, um, but... Only if we have time, because I did some research for this, and I found you have an IMDb page. Oh. <laughs> I, I was softball player number one in a Reese Witherspoon film. Which uh, movie? It's called How Do You Know? Uh, terrible film about, about softball <laughs> and one of these rom-coms. It's just going to put you to sleep. But it was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. Um, I actually went out, a running coach I had asked me to go, they needed background runners. And I got there and they asked me to audition for an upgraded part. Uh, they asked me, they said, all right, you're 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 on the softball team and some team members get into a fight. What do you do? I was pro at that. I went to a women's college. I was uh, captain of the cross country team. So I was pretty good at putting those things at bay. I got the upgraded role. Um, we filmed in Philadelphia in DC mm-hmm. and as my one time brush with fame. Did you get to meet Reese? I did. She was extremely nice, very talkative, very very warm and welcoming. That's amazing. She's a low-key hero of mine in so many ways. So I'm <laughs> super jealous. And you guys still text and... Oh, sure, of course, yeah, all yeah. the big, time. Big friends of her. We're on yeah. the book tour. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
that's really cool. Uh, we are definitely jealous of you having your own IMDb page, <laughs> and you had to you you had to become like a um, what a, a SAG actor, or actress, invi- or something. like I that? I got invited to be in SAG. It wasn't something I was pursuing or had right, a talent yeah. for. Um, so I'm I'm not a SAG actor, but you okay. get invited to be in SAG if you get mm-hmm. a speaking line in a film. Okay, all right. You should well. do it for the opportunity to vote <laughs> in the in the awards every year. My mom's a member. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, she gets to vote in the movies every year. She oh. loves it. Well, um, I will be jealous of that until I am on IMDb, which is any day now. <laughs> How does that work? Do we nominate? For IMDb? Yeah. No, you actually have to do something to be on it. Like, you have to be accredited somewhere, I think. Yeah, but, like, let's just say role. we put out a home movie and, like, release it in a theater somewhere. Can we mm. email someone? I'm not sure how it works. We'll, we'll check Wikipedia later. Um, but you rain this weekend as well. Because we, we asked, originally asked if you could uh, come in on the weekend for the interview, but you had a half marathon. Yeah, I was uh, over in Rehoboth Beach. It was my third year. I went with a group of friends from Pacers. We had a beach house. Um, we had a couple of people who ran the marathon for the first time and yeah. just hung out, went over the brewery. Nice. And, and uh, how was your race? It was pretty good. I was actually pacing someone who wanted to break two hours, ended up going 149. So oh, wow. I'm very proud of cool. that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, my running is very much these days where I'm, I love being the social runner. I love going out and helping. And yeah. I'll go out and race a 5K, but any other distance, I'm either running <laughs> with someone or just taking in the scenery. Okay. But, how, but you've raced a lot. You've run a bunch of marathons. Uh, 28 marathons. Whoa. Wow. That's um, 27 too many. <laughs> I, just, um, I mean, nowadays I don't race them. I just go out and enjoy mm-hmm. them. Um, I've done Marine Corps six times, and my, my times range from 3.06 to 4.20. I'm a little bit more in the four-hour range now, but just loving it. Yeah. And which other marathons have you run? Um, so I've done five international marathons, San Sebastian, Madrid, Canary Islands, Paris, and Rome. I did the NCR marathon a couple weeks ago. I've done Philly a few times. That's where my PR is. Yeah, so. cool. What's your favorite? Oh, uh, I love I love Marine Corps. I love running the hometown marathon, seeing everyone, having all the Pacers cheer stations out. Kathy's Big Ten at the finish. <laughs> the world's greatest. What'd she call it? The the tailgate? Yeah. Tailgate. Yeah, it's the tailgate. <laughs> How did you get started with Pacer? So not to spoil anything, but you're a run club leader. You just said you were out at the beach this past weekend with folks from the shop. How'd you how'd you end up here? Uh, so I was always a Pacers customer. I moved to DC about 14 years ago. Um, and I was actually working at Lululemon on P Street back in the day when Pacers moved in. Um, and, and Chris recruited me. And I was a little resistant at first. Um, but Lululemon decided at one point that they didn't want to have run clubs anymore. So I walked down the street, asked a staffer to get Chris on the phone and asked him if he'd like our Monday <laughs> run club, which had about 80 runners at the time. He said, absolutely, but only if you take on our Tuesday and Thursday runs and come work on the floor. Um, so I did all of that. and um, That's a strong negotiation. Yeah. I have to commend Chris, even though he's not here. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was great. I mean, Pacers gave us a home. Otherwise, we would have been little orphan runners meeting yeah. at my apartment. <laughs> I don't know. If, can you get 80 people in your apartment comfortably? Oh, it would be a stretch. Well, that's why they have to go run. Yeah. <laughs> we have had some big parties in there after Love the Run You're With. I'm in, I'm in Pentagon City, and I've done some post-Army 10-miler parties that have lasted all day. But 
So you, you talked about um, your journey running. Like you said that you have a, a, a really fast PR and now you're closer towards a, a different range. Can you talk about your, your relationship with running and your, your journey with the running? Sure, yeah. Um, I started running in high school. Track coach saw me in the hallway, asked me if I was a runner. I wasn't at the time. I wasn't athletic at all. I was very reserved and quiet. Um, told me it wasn't a choice. I had to go out and try running, and I give it a week. Got out there, couldn't even run a lap. Um, after the first week, I could do a couple laps. And the coaches kept trading me off because I was such a mess. I went from sprints to distance, back to sprints. <laughs> Finally became an 800-meter runner. Um, my parents sent me out to a track camp at Stanford that summer and came back second on the team. Um, and I went on to run at Smith College. And... Um, and I was I was very competitive after after college, um, but I think finding pacers and um, having that kind of relationship with the other runners, where you're out there a little bit more for the fun of it and staying in shape, has really been great. But like I said, I still get these hankerings to go out there and blast a 5K. Um, and just this year, I joined the New Balance team, so yeah. I've been doing track workouts with Tara and, and Rachel, and I love it. Yeah, that I mean that's a big change from mm-hmm. going from like the social running with mm-hmm. the the fun runs and everything yeah. like this, and and then now uh, running with some some girls that yeah. you guys are just like uh, really smoking it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been it's been great for me. As much as I I love being out there at the run clubs and cheering everyone on during the track workouts, mm-hmm. um, it's really great too to get back on the track and and just be out there kind of yourself having someone else giving you the workouts um yeah. so it's brought back the competitive fire a little oh, that's bit cool. so that's cool what what are you trying to do with your running from there just in anything in particular do you have any goals set yeah or? i, I want to focus on the 5k um mm-hmm. i i do want to run one marathon year probably marine corps as a charity runner community is very important to me um but i definitely want to bring my 5k times down and um i have goals to get do some of these local indoor track meets so it's it's interesting you said that the community is really important to you you've helped build this amazing community over at the 14th street store can you tell us about uh you know building a community and and what what it takes to build a community and and uh why it's so great yeah it's it's definitely a 24 hour day commitment um but one that I, I love, and I've been going on, in January will be 10 years with this particular group. Um, so we started off Saturday mornings with just four women um, and built up, I think we have over 1,600 people on our list now. Um, but it's, we've had, we've had, we spent all our Christmases together, Thanksgivings, we've gone on trips together. It's really about the social aspect and making mm-hmm. people feel comfortable and valued and making people feel part of the group and giving them a buy-in to the group. Um, you know, giving people responsibilities within the group. Um, but it, it really is just about kind of caring for those runners and making that connection with them. Yeah, no, that's awesome. How do you keep that alive? So 14th Street is definitely, I think, pretty easy to say one of the most fun run groups around dc there's you do a ton of different events throughout the year and that's partially due to your your day job (laughs) i think um but how do you keep that alive i think that you can have anyone show up to one fun run but how do you keep them coming back every week 
think we we check in with people a lot. We we let them know that they're allowed to contact us anytime with questions about their training. We give them opportunities outside of the actual showing up for the run. Um, to connect with others. So for example, we're gonna have everyone who's around meet up at the store on Christmas day and do a four mile run and have breakfast with everyone. Um, we go out to church ski religiously every Monday and have connections with uh, with with that bar and Blue Jacket as well. Um, Shake Shack, we have a Shake Shack run tonight. You know, we'll get over 100 people in the store. And when you combine all the wrong groups, 150 people in the Shake Shack. It's having these strong outside relationships. And again, it comes back to community and, you know, people see how what an important role the store plays in um which comes back to the retail side too so something i always tell our runners you know you go buy your shoes on amazon.com they're not giving you the community we are you know you come to the store you have this free run group you have this store to hang out they make relationships with the staff so they can go in on saturdays and sundays and tell those guys about their run Um, but it's it is it's always just keeping things fresh and keeping people connected well, talking about community as well, you, you've done a lot of work with uh, Girls on the Run, um, and this is a, well, tell us what the program is. Sure, Girls on the Run is a developmental program for girls third through fifth grade. Um, there's an emphasis on running, but it's a greater, uh, it's a developmental program, so you're really teaching the girls first and foremost about self-esteem, healthy eating, anti-bullying, internet safety, things that they are dealing with as as young girls. Um, The running is a secondary component of it. That's what gives the girls the confidence, teaches them how to work together, how to set goals. Um, So I was a coach for 10 years for the program, loved every minute of it. and you do, you, you connect with the girls and you see from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, the relationships they're, they're gaining and the skills that they're gaining. It's pretty incredible. And, and one of the big things that you did there was goal setting, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what's the importance of uh, for setting goals, especially for, for like these young ladies that are in the program? I think when you teach them how to set a goal in the running, so I... I'm going to run a 5K without stopping. Um, we we de-emphasize time goals. Um, mm-hmm. I think it sets up... Uh sets them up for the future where they're making larger academic goals, larger career goals in the future. Okay, cool. Yeah. And you're also involved with Back in My Feet? Yeah, we're involved in a couple of different things. Um, back on My Feet, uh, we just had a Pacers team. We did the treadmill challenge. So we had... Um, 10 run club leaders and Pacers customers on a team. We raised a thousand dollars and we kept a treadmill running for four hours. Um, and, uh, we actually had four of the Pacers store fundraise money this, uh, fall to adopt a girl in Ethiopia. We're paying for her education for the year. Oh, wow. That's a program called girls gotta run, which also adds that <laughs> running component in yeah. there. Um, and then the last thing we're doing to close out the year, we are supporting and street village, which is a woman's shelter, um, over near the 14th street store. And we've set a goal. If our 14th street store raises $500, we have two donors who are going to match that. Um, so we'll be able to make a $1,500 donation to to End Street Village, hopefully Monday, which is the night of our holiday run. Oh, cool. Well, how, how can our listeners get involved in these programs to, to help them? Because I know you, you're putting in a lot of time uh, and energy, but uh, these programs also need some uh, 
financial backing as well, right? Yep, that's true. Um, Friend Street Village, if you come out to the holiday run at 14th Street on Monday night, you can make a donation that night. Um, and for Back on My Feet and Girls Gotta Run, they're always accepting donations. And I know around this time of year, a lot of these organizations will have matches by board members or outside donors. So now is a really good time to get involved and donate. That's awesome. Now, at least you also, as if that wasn't enough, you're also big into event planning. You've done the Run Washington party, uh, the on party. Uh, can you tell me what you like about planning events? Because to me, it sounds like a complete nightmare to have to do that. You do have to be very detail-oriented, and you have to have a lot of patience. Um, I love planning events. I love hosting. Um, I think it fits in really well with my personality because I'm mm-hmm. very warm and welcoming. Um, but I love helping people have a good time. And I know it's really fun with, with the on events. There are such great partners of ours. But to mm-hmm. kind of, we had the party at District Distillery to kind of mix it up, do a little bit something different. So adding that creative flair to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something I love. Well, I, I think like on top of that as well, you also do, uh, or you're the team lead for a lot of relay races. That's true. Um, we have, I, I lead two year, the DC Ragnar and, uh, the AOR. Uh, one of our teams is actually sponsored by Blue Jacket and the other one is sponsored by Church Key. They're both in the same <laughs> restaurant group. Um, so I don't know if there's a common theme here, but, um, I'm very passionate with for craft alcohol as well mm-hmm. so um i have a whiskey club and churchy actually was the reason i got into whiskey and beer to begin with is that right yeah yeah we started going there nine years ago after monday night we had um a runner in the run club who said it was a thanksgiving and said elise how can we never go to happy hour after runs i said oh no we're too serious we're trading for races monday's tempo run night and he's like this new place church key just opened up maybe we should try it on monday i said okay well if you help me gather people we can try it out so we got in there i said oh this place is great it should be a tradition he said no it's only a tradition if you come three times so we kept going back about three months into going one of the bartenders said at least we're not pouring you one more glass of red wine we have some of the best craft beer in the country here and he said no no i don't i don't drink beer i don't want any of it um but they they actually ended up spending a lot of time teaching me about it i gained a passion for it started going out to to breweries and eventually getting into spirits from there um because i know you've brought some of the some of the booze on the run now where you've been part of is it wiggle whiskey yeah yeah i'm a brand ambassador for wiggle whiskey um and i have a whiskey club women who whiskey dc so i have i don't i've had wiggle whiskey over at the clarendon store in alexandria um and i know for some of our parties our on party for example um mccallan came in and brought did some tasting for it so um and Monday night, uh, we're going to have a little peppermint schnapps added to our <laughs> So you guys love to come out and see what that's all about. I'm so glad you brought that up because we found out following Desi's interview last week that Chris and Doc's don't like bourbon. That's I don't know why you said I don't. Okay, well, Chris oh, does Chris it. was speaking for he, me, he I spoke, remember. He did yeah. speak for you. He was yeah. pretty adamant that yeah. zero, or let's go with two out of three members of this podcast team <laughs> don't endorse. Well, Chris was speaking for me and sometimes I just let him talk. <laughs> it's easier. Can you tell us a little bit more about bourbon in general? Because we had some some questions about exactly 
what that means. Sure. So whiskey is actually an umbrella term. It encompasses your scotches, your bourbons. Um, bourbon is, has to be comprised of at least 51% corn and made in the United States. A lot of people think it has to be made in Kentucky, but it can be made anywhere in the U.S. and aged in oak barrels. So bourbon's going to be a little bit sweeter than, than your scotches and some of your whiskeys or rye. Um, so that's actually a good beginner brown liquor. Isn't the, there's also a, a differentiation with it, the, the barrel has to be smoked. Do you, sorry, I didn't say that, but yeah, new charred American oak barrels. Okay. See, I know something. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> it just made me nervous after the Desi, Desi interview where I was like, we don't drink coffee as an organization. We don't drink bourbon as an organization. I have no role on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And here we are this week with Elise who, okay, bourbon check coffee coffee i don't do okay oh yeah. none of that but running check <laughs> like okay falling a little bit more in my lane here <laughs> and she has such an enviable collection yeah it's amazing yeah so uh i don't know how we transition out of drinking i don't know if we should transition out of drinking <laughs> uh but i wanted to talk about um your signature look when you're running What's your signature look? Signature drink to signature look. Yeah, signature drink to signature look. <laughs> um, typically, I have my pearl earrings on. Typically running in pearls. It's something yes. I've been doing for the past 14 years. Um, it's it's unique. I've never seen anybody except for Lisa Simpson run with pearls <laughs> on. You know, I love this, though, because I competed Division three track as well, Um and I wore pearl earrings at all of my races. There we go. It's so nice. I love it that someone else, like, you got to bring a little bit of the high yeah. fashion to the track. Well, it's funny. Coaching girls on the run, one of the, the girls said to me one day, Coach Elise, why do you wear pearls to go running? And I said, oh, it's my signature. You know, it's something that makes me a little bit unique. And the next week, I forgot to put them on. And she was horrified. I said, <laughs> Coach Elise, you don't have your signature. <laughs> so... But yeah, I do. I do love the the fitness fashion. So I'm always bugging Kelly, what's coming in? Or oh, look at what I just bought. And um, always trying to find those unique pieces. That's awesome. I love it. Oh, I also did the ribbons. Did you do? The, I the didn't do the ribbons. ribbons. They didn't like that going to an all girls school. A lot of my teammates didn't like that. They weren't so. down with it. We had custom team ribbons. Okay. So I think it's cute. I like it. <laughs> I at least you have a Shake Shack, uh, a Shake Track and Field shirt yep. on. Tonight is the Shake Shack run. Uh, are you doing that tonight? I assume you are. Yeah, I am. I'm going to uh, run from the Clarendon store. Uh, nice. So the way it works, it's every second Tuesday of the month. Um, we run from Pentagon City, Navy Yard, 14th Street, and Clarendon. Everyone descends on the Shake Shack on 14th Street, and everyone gets a free beer, wine, shake, hot chocolate, whatever you can drink. Um, and everyone hangs out. You get well over 100 people in Shake Shack. We take over all of it, and it's a good time. Can you imagine being a non-runner and just saying, hey, let's go get a burger tonight, and then you, you go there and there's 100 runners in line? That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that sums up a Shake Shack run pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what else do you have on the calendar? Uh, so next week we have a bunch of holiday runs. So Monday night at 14th Street with the – On's going to be there. They're going to sponsor a champagne toast. Everyone's going to be festive. Tuesday night, I'm going to be at the Navy Yard holiday run. Uh, they are going to run over to Duffy's and do special holiday stuff over there. And then Wednesday is the caroling run at Alexandria. So my week is completely festive. Nice. And pacers. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. 
Well, at least thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I hope that this recording works, unlike the first recording <laughs> that you did. I uh, appreciate you coming out and, and coming out of your way to, to come over here. Uh, and um, on behalf of Pace Nation, thanks. We'll be right back. There she goes. There she goes. <laughs> Welcome back to Pace Nation. That was our guest, Elise Brainer. Uh, this was her take two. I guess she, it was like a Saturday Night Live audition that she did earlier with the with uh, you know the uh, a couple stand-in hosts. Yeah, we're gonna and start making everyone audition yeah, to become a guest I, on the show. I think that's the way to go. I think that this is uh, the start to something else, and we are too busy to sit in on those auditions. So somebody else is gonna take them through the ringer. And then if they pass that with flying colors, then they can be on the show. And I guess Elise passed. Yeah, I feel like this is an intern job. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think our intern doesn't actually want to have too much work, so we'll have to hire some more interns. A secondary intern. Mm -hmm. Our intern, Joanna, she wants to uh, plan happy hours, like the happy hour that's going to be December 18th. Uh, and I think that's what she wants to do. Done. Yeah. So... Um, I think we'll just stick it to Charlie and, and Carrie. They can <laughs> they can come in here and, on off hours and drink wine and talk to people and not record it. I think that sounds way better than <laughs> it, like any internship I ever had. Yeah. Uh, and it gives college credit, I'm pretty sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah. All right, so this weekend it just happened. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess that we're recording the show less than 12 hours before it's going to be released. So uh, we don't really have to worry about space time continuum as much as we no, normally it, do it flows yeah uh, but this w this past weekend was the army navy football game mm -hmm. and you might ask why are we talking about the army navy football game there's not very much running associated with the army navy football game outside of maybe the running back that's a great question why are we talking yeah. about the army navy football game well i learned something about the army navy football game uh that i thought was really cool and that is both schools run the game day football from their school to philadelphia where the game is played the game is played in a neutral site the naval academy is in annapolis maryland mm -hmm. and west point is in a town that uh escapes my mind right now is there any chance that it is west point it new is york? west point new york yeah and so for the football game which is in philadelphia mm -hmm. they will run from annapolis and from west point a game football but I kind of don't understand that part of the story because I thought it's like an NCAA game, so there should only be one game ball. But for some reason, they're both running a game ball. A game ball. Like it's a ceremonial thing. Or maybe this is like the MTV League and there's two footballs in play at all times. I don't know. <laughs> well, I actually watched the game. There's only one football in play, so I don't know which football they use, the maybe Army they, football or the Navy football. Didn't they need a backup? um yeah they actually they, there's tons of footballs in the game that they in and out and in and out okay because uh, i know nothing about football we've addressed that before <laughs> but nothing like they actually have zero they actually have like special footballs just for kicking at least in the nfl they do i don't know if they do that in college but they have a different football for kicking is this the deflate gate thing no it's no no so this far is, over my head there's like for the deflate gate there's like a bag of game football so there's mm -hmm. actually more than one game football i'm just being an idiot uh, on purpose but let's get back to the running okay so well actually we could recap the football game real quick army won and that was like the third year in a row that they've won so that's great everybody's celebrating there's nobody unhappy with that result but the running 
I think this started with the Naval Academy. Okay. And their 13th company back in the 1980s sometime, they ran the football to Philadelphia. And then sometime in the 1990s, the Marathon Club at West Point decided, we're going to do this too. So their Marathon Club has turned it into basically their own, like, relay-style you know, like a Ragnar relay mm-hmm. or Hood to Coast or something like this. They do it with the football, just their team. So it's not just one person running right, it's, from Annapolis it's, to Philly. Right. It's a relay. Okay. Like, uh, they, they they both do it relay style. And I know that the, the cadets from West Point, they finish at the um, Philadelphia Art Museum and run up the stairs to the Rocky The Rocky Steps, yeah. And then go five miles to the stadium. Is it how many miles is it from each school? So is it like, is it a race or are they both just trying to get the football there? Well, they, I think they have to do it in a certain time, but they have people going at different paces and stuff like that. It's not really a race because there's no other competitors. The Naval Academy is 130 miles and they have 150 people more or less running mm-hmm. it. And so they, they break it up into, I think, 13 10-mile legs or something close to that. So you're with a group of other people? I think I think they do it as a group uh, or in groups, and it's not a running club. It's the 13th company mm-hmm. that's, that's doing this. West Point has like a 150-mile journey, something like that. Not that much further. It's, yeah, it's about – yeah, well, that's why it's a great neutral site because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's halfway between both schools. Um, but they – I think they break it up, if if I remember correctly. When I was reading that, it sounded more like a Ragnar. Um, but they also have the route that they do goes through all these small towns in Jersey. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like the the whole town would come out when when the when they were coming through and they'd have fire trucks and you know the town with signs and like people an cheering them on that's yeah. awesome and then they get a, a a police escort for the final 5 miles in Philadelphia that's so cool yeah so it, it's kind of like a combination of you know doing one of these relays and also like running the olympic torch across <laughs> the country you know like the olympic football yeah and so I, I just thought that was really cool and i didn't know that they do that but i think that's like a really cool part of one of the best sports traditions which is the army navy football game every year yeah i had no idea that's awesome yeah so uh can you imagine though running a half marathon with a football tucked into your arm no and and then like people trying to knock it out like fumble it oh you know like three in the morning (laughs) things get a little rowdy and you're running through some town where people have been waiting for you since 6 p.m like yeah it's gonna get a little wild yeah so that's a that's a part of the army navy football game so everybody who watches the army navy football game uh just know that if it wasn't for runners they wouldn't be even be able to play they wouldn't have a football no you'd be just sitting there around they'd just be waiting (laughs) yeah i also want to shout out to uh gavin who we saw running out with a football team that was cool uh and they got to sing second wow all right let's not dwell too much on that let's go to uh reach into the bag let's we have a big announcement and we have a little announcement which one should we do i think we do big first so we get people's attention but then they're just gonna leave for the small should we do little first then okay the small announcement is that our guest last week des linden uh is going to be running the boston marathon i thought that was a big announcement i know you thought that that's why i was doing it this (laughs) way (laughs) 
<laughs> so she's coming back. Mm-hmm. And and if everybody remembers, she broke that news on our podcast. She did. She said mm-hmm. there was something big coming next mm-hmm. week. Here it is. Yes. She broke that there would be news on our podcast. Yeah. I said that wrong. Yeah. And that's great. She's going to defend. Do you think she's going to defend the title? I think it depends on who else shows up. Well, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I mean, that's... Uh, that's not really putting yourself out there. No, I also. When you make think a prediction, an exact place for Des Linden. Statistically, I'm going third. Third place. Yeah. She said she was like a runner-up a lot. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see her run up, run her up again. Looking at the odds, she's going to finish top three. My money's on third. I want her to win, but my money's on third. I actually have a a pretty bold prediction. I think that she's going to flip flop with last year's second place winner. Okay. And uh, Sarah Sellers is going to win the race this year, and Des Linden's going to get second place. I want to live in that fantasy. <laughs> well, until April, it could it could be. I mean, it's it's one of the many possibilities. So uh, that's what I'm going to go with. And we we don't have any breaking news from Sarah Sellers yet, uh, whether or not she's going to try to defend her second place finish. No, should we call her? No, we're going to call the third place finisher because we, we've already talked to the first place finisher and the second place finisher. Okay, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Um, oh, and then the, 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 big, the announcement, big announcement. The big announcement is that we are a week away from our next happy hour, our Pace the Nation holiday happy hour, which is going to be 6 p.m. on December 18th. At Blue Jacket, which is one of my favorite bars in all of D.C., and this is the blue jacket in Navy, Navy Yard, Yard because that's the only blue jacket. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you are sitting here wearing a blue jacket this evening. I have a blue jacket on, which everybody can see if they look on social media. But I don't think this is really a jacket. It's a. It's, it's kind a of a stretch. Quarter zip pullover scenario. Yeah, and and I think like if this was not a podcast associated with a running store that sells apparel, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be so hung up on the details, but. Uh, I just see Chris not enjoying himself on the beach right now, listening to facts. We're getting sloppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but let's just let's just call it a jacket. Yeah, we'll call. Okay, back to the blue jacket yeah, bar. Yeah. I'm excited to see Chris because I've only ever seen him partake in beverages that are less than craft quality, mm-hmm. shall we say? And I'm excited to to watch some horizons expand. I I think it's so hilarious that you think Chris is actually going to show up. <laughs> that shows how 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 short your tenure here here has been. It really is very because short. Because I think that my expectation is Sarah Sellers has a better chance of winning the Boston Marathon than Farley <laughs> actually showing up. You're really selling this event <laughs> for people to come. Well, I think that people should come for uh, a variety of reasons, one of which the most important thing is because there's going to be beer. Done. Okay. Uh, the second reason to come is... You want to be at the happy hour that Chris Farley actually attends. And he might he might attend this one. You know? You just got to up your odds if you yeah. keep coming. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we also have, uh, I, I think that there's not anybody working on a streak right now um, except for intern Joanna. So we want to encourage people to work on their streak. Their running streak or their happy hour streak? Happy hour attendance streak. Oh. Yeah. That's a thing. I I feel like the handbook that I was supposed to be given mm-hmm. when I started on the show is severely lacking. It's learn on the fly. I think that you, you got you to gotta just take responsibility for your own, you know. Basically, you've been pushed out of the nest and you either need to flap those wings or you're going to hit the ground. Yeah, I haven't been flapping. Yeah. So that's 
Anyway, um, <clears throat> before this goes too far down the down the wrong road, uh, we hope to see everybody out there. Uh, Chris will be there. I, I guarantee it. Uh, and buy him a really hoppy IPA. Please do. Okay, Tess, I'm going to throw this to you. I'm going to push you out of the nest and, and say, tell me about the races coming up. Yeah, we have a couple of great races coming up through the winter season. What I'm most excited about is the Fairfax Four Miler. Why is that? It's on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a party. It's a great time. Last year, it was a whopping 14 degrees at the start. How much snow? Uh, zero. How much snow can you guarantee this year? Zero. Okay. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it won't snow. Doesn't mean it won't snow. Mm-hmm. As we can tell by my prediction for Boston, I think my prediction oh. for the snow also not terribly accurate there you go um but it's on new year's eve at fairfax it is four miles long you go through the george mason campus so it's it's a beautiful race it's a ton of fun there's pizza at the end that's the best part yeah it's a party Mm -hmm. ain't no party without pizza that's right um and how can people register for this you can register at runpacers.com. And that is because, of course, Pace the Nation podcast is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running has five area locations here in Clarendon, Old Town, Fairfax, 14th Street, and Navy Yard. And Pacers is, as always, for every run. That was a really sneaky ad that you just threw in there. <laughs> I don't know if people noticed it. But guess what, everybody? You just heard an ad. It's not going to show up on your <laughs> on your Twitter ads and your Facebook ads. It's it's not going to oh, be detected. Yeah. Oh, um, and so that's the next race. What about the last race? The last race. The 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 race that's already happened on the pace. Oh, Pacers the most calendar. recently yeah. occurred. Oh, okay. That was last Sunday, and that was Jingle All the Way, five k and fifteen k. And how'd that go? That was freezing. It was freezing. It was so cold. <laughs> I personally did not run. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a ton of friends go out and do it because it's a fun time every year. I work on Sundays, mm-hmm. so it wasn't really an option for me, but it looked gorgeous. It's right around the mall, around the tidal basin. It's a mm-hmm. beautiful race. Cool. I also didn't run it because I was uh, driving into a storm I think and then driving out of a storm. <laughs> Everyone at the race had a much better time than you. Nope. No? Well, probably did, but I actually enjoyed the uh, my day as well because I love snow. And that was my only chance to go see it. But I think they also enjoyed themselves at the race. Yeah. Well, honestly, the race premium for this one is a hat. And it's the second year they've done these beanies, and I mm-hmm. love them. You'll see them bopping around all yeah. around the city for the next couple months. They're great. Yeah. I like it when the races have a non-T-shirt as the premium. Yeah. I have too many T-shirts in my closet already. Yeah. I have two beanies. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm saying that and, and people could say like, oh, well, you know, he works for Pacers, whatever. I actually don't work for Pacers, so I can criticize all I want. Independent voice. I'm an independent voice. I like it. I, I think it's, I, I like it, especially if you do a ton of races. Yeah. They it, stack up over time. Like, exactly. Really quickly. Exactly. All right, that's episode 177 in the books. It was a Farley-less episode. Those are my favorite. It was so quiet in here. Yeah, and uh, it was a really weird feeling um, being able to talk on the podcast, don't Without, you think? There was no lunging. No one had to jump in. <laughs> yeah, we weren't holding him down. Boy, poor Chris <laughs> getting beat up like this. Um, I want to thank our guest, Elise Brainer, uh, for coming in. She did a great job. It was uh, really good talking to her. Uh, I want to thank Tess Strike for showing up today. 
Uh, almost like it's my job. Almost like it's your job. And I want to thank Chris Farley for not showing up today. And I hope he's having a great time on the beaches in Hawaii. And we'll see him next week. We will see you next week. All right. For Test Strike, for Chris Farley, I'm William E. Dox. This has been Pace the Nation. If we had Easter eggs, this is where they would go, but I don't think we have any Easter eggs this week. Is that how we do it? I don't know. I have no idea how he does it. That seems good. Okay. That was fast. Yeah.